This is episode number 165 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY, DIY, we're looking we're to ready hire. to hire. <laughs> we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. That was really, really bad. Thanks for showing up, guys. My name is Kevin Hackett, and this is Craig Williams. Greatest <laughs> intro ever. I love it. I had uh, nothing to do with it. It was beautiful. It was my favorite thing. Y'all, Kevin has cheat sheets. Yeah. No, well, I actually do have cheat sheets, but I never use it anymore. <laughs> this is episode 165. A, I don't need a cheat sheet for the intro anymore. <laughs> I just... Everything's screwed up tonight. It's, it's your security blanket. It's, it wasn't there. It's always, I don't know what to do. I don't know, man. <laughs> freaking out over here. Freaking oh. out. Freaking out. Things are different. We don't like it. <laughs> I don't know, man. How are you tonight? Uh, dude, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I know you are, man. <laughs> I am so, I, like, I'm here. I'm present. I'm probably not going to be on topic. I may ramble a bit. Okay. But I'm awake. And this is... This is Craig tired. This is not two bourbon it's Craig. It's different than two bourbon Craig. It's a totally different Craig. Yeah, totally different. So we'll, we'll see how that... I don't know that we've ever had exhausted Craig. Exhausted Craig can be silly. <laughs> and That's a, it's a term that I don't know if you've... A lot of people, whenever I use this term, they, they don't know what I'm talking about. But uh-huh. I use the term simpled out. What is it? Simpled out. Simpled out. Yeah, you get simpled out uh-huh. whenever you get so exhausted that you become silly... Okay. I call it simpled out. I don't know where I came up with that. My mom probably told it to me. I don't know. Hmm. But that's what I call it. My my youngest tonight was asking me, I think she was ask she was trying to ask me what dagnabbit means. <laughs> One, I was too tired to answer that question. <laughs> Two, she said, How what does dang tabbit mean? <laughs> of course she of course she said it wrong. And right? so I always I had to do like a double table. I was like, dang tabbit. <laughs> is that like a cartoon? Yeah. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> okay, so, so I was like Googling it. <laughs> I was like, hang on. No, you're dang nabbit. That's that, it. That. So so the question is, who says that? You or your wife? Oh, me. Okay. My wife would never say something like that. She is she is too highbrow. <laughs> yeah. She would never deign to speak such <laughs> lowly colloquialisms. So, oh man, but that's good. So, why? Tell us why you're tired. Uh, so I don't even know what I did on Friday. A lot, I'm sure. I, yeah. Well, no, I had that was like my longest work day of the week. I just, mm. but anyway, Saturday we ended up getting club seats to go to the A and M Auburn game. That worked out well for you. It was so good At, as an A and M fan. Yes. Yeah. It, it worked out as an A&M fan. It just worked out in general because the tickets were amazing. Yeah. Um, my friend Michael uh, hooked us up. And and one, like, it was on the alumni side, which I'm so happy to be on because it's in the shade and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And you don't have to stand the entire you game. You don't have to stand yeah. the whole game. Um, but there And there's, like, you know, a bar and stuff right there behind. And uh, we had a parking pass, like, right next to the stadium, which is just unheard of. Yeah. We got to take escalators up to our seats. It was what? it was just a whole beautiful experience. Nice. Leaving town was a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but then the next day, uh, that afternoon, I left and went to Fort Worth. Yeah. And uh, went and hung out with my my buddies uh, Wes and Abby, and we went to this really cool gun range 
there in Fort Worth. I think it's called Smart Smart Shooters. But like anyway, what was cool about it is you could get your own private uh, range suite. Yeah. And it was unlimited time. Um, and you know, they, a bunch of targets and different things like that. And we just, we just went through a ton. Yeah, of I mean, ammo. I guess they figure eventually you're going to run out of ammo, which means you have to leave. Right. The joke was on them. I brought like 500 <laughs> rounds of 22. <laughs> like one of those, what are those buckets? Yeah. Like a bucket of 22. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. So Yeah. 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 We had a, we had a really, really good time and they had like this whole gun wall and I think it was, I think it was 15 bucks and Jeez. you could swap out any of the guns on the wall and take them back there and shoot them as long as you it's had like, ammo for them. Like 007 style? Like it was cool. Yeah, it was like it was like this whole, like, you know, like a peg wall full of nothing but gun handguns and semi-autos. Nice. Um, my favorite one was this, uh, we shot this Ruger 9mm rifle. Interesting. That had a magazine load. What? Instead, yeah. So, so like, for those of you that I, I shoot a Ruger, and an SR9, and... And so this, what's cool about this rifle is you can take your magazine out of your, your handgun and oh. it, it just slides right into the pistol. I mean, to cool. the to the rifle. That's cool. And so you can, you know, you then you have, uh, you can Long have gun. 17 rounds in oh. your rifle. Nice. Um, but they had, <laughs> they had a, they had an extra magazine there for us for that rifle. And they said, what did they call it? They like the joystick or something like oh that. Oh my goodness. It held 28 rounds Jeez. in the magazine. Nice. Which is completely impractical for a pistol, but for a rifle, for, yeah, <laughs> all good, yeah. So cool, but yeah. And for never shooting, they were they were really good shots. Yeah, I saw the uh, the photo of like the aftermath, and I liked your comment. Nobody won, but the target lost. The target lost. Yeah, that was really really good. <laughs> really really good. Well, so, cool, man. So I'm and now I'm here. Now you're here and just exhausted. I mean, you work today again. Right? I, I did work today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you know that our time, it's 9.30, but for our guest, it's even an hour later because our guest is from Canada. Yeah, but he's so. excited because he gets to hang out with us. Yeah, he is excited. I know he's excited. We're glad to have him. His name is Louis Vandervalk. Louis, we are glad to have you. Welcome to the Homeowner Show. Thanks, boys. I appreciate being here. Appreciate you having me on, and yeah. uh, I'm excited to, to just chop it up with you guys tonight. Yeah, man. Very, very cool. We're, we're glad to have you. Um, Lewis, give us a little information about, about who you are. I mean, obviously, you're, you're from uh, the different country to the north and um, all that cool stuff. But tell us a little bit about who you are. We um, probably ought to let everybody know that you own a junk removal company, and that's what our episode's going to be about tonight. So uh, maybe tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started doing junk removal. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, we, well, I'll go back a little bit. So, so I own a, a marketing agency, um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm in the business of, of looking for areas that, you know, we can help customers dominate. And in our backyard, we found junk removal was a easy to dominate niche. So what, what did we do? We, we kind of looked at things for a little bit and then my business partner, Ryan, myself, we, just dove right in. So we got to use all the strategies that we help our clients with and, and turn it into a business that we could kind of practice on, you know, put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. And, and we started that in May and it's, it's grown really fast and really well. It's been really, really exciting. So that's, that's the short version of it. Um, you know, on a, on a personal note, you know, I'm, I'm a husband, 
a father to uh, two with another on the way and uh, and really enjoying business and, and family life and figuring out how to mesh them all together and, and uh, you know, become better every day at, at the process. Man, that's 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 really cool. I, I'm uh, I'm excited to, to talk to you about this business because uh, we, we've actually advertised uh, the last couple of weeks uh, about a business called Sustained Growth Solutions. It does a very, very similar thing to the way you do marketing. Uh, which which is gathering leads for business owners and and helping them win uh, by kind of taking that off of their plate, um, and so that's that's from what I understand that that's what you do with your marketing agency. But then you turned it into an actual business, so super super cool. Um, I I'm really interested to know. I I think I think there's a lot of people that like they hear something like junk removal and may not, I mean, are you cleaning out hoarders houses or what, what are you actually doing with junk removal? So it, it can vary. It can vary wildly. Like um, this morning we got a quote that came through off the website for a 30 foot high barn. Um, so we do junk removal and demolition. So we've done, you know, on the demolition side, we do a lot of shed demos, uh, deck demolition, um, hot tub removals, that sort of thing. And then junk removal. Yeah, it, it can be hoarders houses. We've done a few apartment cleanouts where it was just, you know, the, the tenant was evicted basically. And, and the apartment owner just couldn't deal with the mess. So we were called in to, to haul it away. Um, we'll do yard debris cleanup, construction debris cleanup. Um, we haven't gotten any dead bodies yet, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, things like that, right? Just cleaning up after people, you know, the things that they don't want to do or, you know, the things that they just don't have time to do. Hmm. Well, so and you mentioned no dead bodies, and I'm, I'm I'm curious as to how the law works. Like maybe when you find certain things in the house that maybe you can't touch. I mean, are you are are you do you have like a list that you guys go through when you're cleaning out a space as to like, all right, if we come across this, we gotta you know halt production and and make a phone call here. We have not run into anything like that. I, I obviously, if we found something like that, it would be it would be halt. Um, we haven't run into anything. The only stipulation, like some people ask us to make sure that we, we take things to the dump. Some of it we donate to local community centers. Um, but we've had a few people say, hey, can I have pictures of this, you know, to make sure that it did go to the dump and someone else isn't using it. Other than that, you know, it would be it kind of be common sense. You know, if we found a dead body, there's, there's someone else that needs to be called in. That's not our area of expertise. Um, biohazard, that's also not an area of expertise that kind of falls into the same category. Um, but for the most part, everything has been fairly tame that we've dealt with. Yeah. So like if you, if you guys, you know, like we're like cleaning out a shed and there's like used motor oil, you know, what, what would you guys do with that? So we have disposal, disposal sites for that. So a lot of people, you know, people mostly know you shouldn't dump it down your drain. Um, right. You, you can't, uh, you know, just throw it in the garbage usually. So we have uh, disposal sites for that. Um, and, and most companies like ours will have connections who they can take it to whether it's to be recycled um, to be disposed of properly like paint and whatnot it can't just be thrown in the garbage or shouldn't be um, that sort of thing so there's there's a few things around that where you know calling us may save you the hassle of of having to do that right having to go through that you know who do i call where do i go how does that all work yeah i had a very well cultured cousin one time tell me that used motor oil makes an amazing wood stain I don't think you should try it. I don't think it's a good idea. It's just something I heard. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, cultured. I like it's your smell, but never leave. 
Yeah, no, that's the that's that's this that's the smell that keeps on giving, right? Like, yeah, just forever and ever. So <laughs> that does bring me to to a question, though. Like, um, do you, like surely whenever you're going through something, especially like some of these barn demos, right? Like, you could reclaim this wood and stuff. So are you able to to you know as you're removing stuff, go like okay. This is the junk pile. <laughs> this is the resell pile. Like, is there any of that going on? Yeah, there certainly is. I mean, there's uh, there was one that, that we did recently, and and basically it was someone had put them out on the curb. You know, it was an easy pickup. It was a ride-on mower and a snowblower. Ryan, oh. you know, took it back. He's like, hey, I'll just I'll just see what's going on. He had an extra battery. The the, uh, the ride-on mower fired up and the snow snowblower still works. So yeah, you know that he's actually going to use them. Um, a few things we've sold. A lot of it it comes down to you know the timing of, of going through selling it and whatnot. Some of the stuff we'll just donate. Um, it, it does well. It, it breeds um, you know goodwill in the community to to say hey we donate a lot of furniture uh, appliances if they're still working. When we first started, we just basically posted them for free in the buy and sell groups. And then we got a ton of, you know, jobs off of that because people are, oh, this is so cool. Who are these people? What are they doing? Sure. Um, but yes, there are definitely some things we keep uh, and a few things that we sell, you know, because it's one man's junk is another's treasure, right? Yeah, for sure. So they're like doing storage wars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, surely you're coming. Yeah. I mean, whether you have now or not, you're going to come across a diamond in the rough. Like it's going to happen, right? I mean, have you come it's, across it's anything? It's pretty cool. Like there's, there's some stuff like... I'm not, I'm not actually out in the field too much. Okay. Um, there, there's been only a handful of times that I have been, and I think it's for the better because I am very much a reseller uh, at heart. <laughs> I, I, before before starting my agency, you know, going through school and, and before that, um, I would buy and I would flip tools. Um, you know, I would flip things on, on Marketplace. So our garage would be full of stuff if I was actually out on the, on the trucks. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, there, there's definitely some some things and and you know, you never know what you're going to come up on, right? You yeah. know, I've talked to people in the industry, they've found, I was talking to a guy the other day, he found $10,000. Jeez. Like just, and, and this was a, a job. I don't remember, he ended up keeping it because he just couldn't get in touch with, you know, whoever it would have been. I don't remember what the job was, um, but he, he went through the the various avenues and, and he just ended up having a $10,000 tip on the job. Jeez. Wow. That, yeah. that's a good day right there, man. It is. That yeah. is a good day. So... <laughs> Yeah. So if you're throwing stuff out, people who are listening, make sure you clean out your pockets and whatnot, because because we'll probably check quickly. Yeah, no doubt. So what's your what what is your most common reason for someone to call you? Probably the most frequent call would be things like furniture removal, uh, appliance removal. There's been a few pianos. Um, they they pop up fairly regularly. Those are big and heavy, and we. You know, depending on the job, we'll just we may just cut them to pieces uh, in in the area and then haul out the pieces. Mm. Um, but some of the smaller stuff is is common. Um, we got a lot of deck and shed shed renovations, uh, or sorry, demolitions, um, as they were getting ready for renovations and they wanted to get stuff cleaned out. We'll come in, takes us a couple hours. We'll have the deck out of there, and you know we'll we'll go through and clean everything up. So those are those are some of the common ones. Yeah. It, it is. It sounds like a lot of it is like if people are planning to to do like a remodeling or like a yard project, and they just want somebody who can do both ends of this. They can they can knock out the demo and then haul off the junk. Mm. Is is that is that what I'm? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we've got a few contractors that that feed us jobs. Um, there's there's one guy we actually help on the 
on the marketing side, he called us in and said, Hey, I'm just not going to have time to actually take the deck out. So we've, we've demoed it. If you guys want to just come pick it up, uh, we had some commercial jobs in the mall. So they're, they're switching stores and they just wanted everything gone. So, so mm. taking all that out, we're bidding on a few jobs now, um, with some contractors where we're basically subbing, uh, for them. So there's some, some big demo jobs. There's a month long job we're bidding on right now, where we'll basically go in and do all the demo work ahead of their teams. Uh, you know, tearing down the walls, doing the drywall, all that stuff. Well, and, and as you guys, I'm, I'm curious because you're, you know, obviously in a different part of the, the continent, but are, have the, the, the renovation jobs been as hot and heavy as they have been down here? Are they kind of, have they been hot and heavy? Or are they slowing down because it's colder? What's, what's kind of the market like there right now? We've, we've noticed more jobs coming in. So we just started in May. So we don't have a full cyclical view of the year. Um, you know, and, and how that works. Yeah, um, we're getting more interior stuff uh, mm. than we had previously. Like we just just this month, we've had three big demo jobs that we're we're bidding on. The barn just came in this morning. Um, some of it may just be due to the fact that contractors are going inside, so they're starting to bid on their winter work instead of exterior stuff. Um, but I mean, the the contracting trades in general, yeah, they've been doing really well. Um, you know, I know lots of contractors. They're just they have work coming out the ears. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and like I heard you mention this this barn job. Is it a wooden barn? It is a wooden barn. It's uh, it's a shake exterior. I was I was looking at it because there's actually a, a market for reselling the wood. That's what I was going to um, ask. I don't think there's there's much of that on this barn, but yeah, it's it's a it's actually kind of a nice looking barn. I think they just need to clear it up. Yeah, so I mean, like sometimes you get those jobs where you're you know taking a barn down. That can be a gold mine. I mean, just because people oh, yeah. want that distressed wood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, most yeah, of the time it, it's it's weathered right. well, which means it's going to last forever if it's interior, you know, if it's put interior. You yeah, know what I mean, absolutely. Um, yeah, people go crazy for that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you when you're doing these these jobs, I mean, like, do are, are you bringing in a dumpster yourself or do you have trucks that you haul stuff away in? Um, I, I know that a lot of, a lot of people will maybe even do their own junk removal just put their put their stuff in a in a container then people you know someone will come haul it off what uh so so whenever you're disposing of it what what does that process look like yeah so we have currently we have a dump trailer so we have a pickup and a dump trailer um and basically we'll go to your site um if you have it out on the curb that makes our job easier and saves you some money um but typically we're going inside we're picking up, you know, from wherever it is uh, in your house. If you if you just have a little bit of junk or your garage or your basement, if it's a whole clean out, then we'll just go through and, and take out what they need us to take out. Um, we are looking at getting dumpsters next year. So that's in the plan currently to get a few dumpsters so we can actually take them to a client. Uh, they can fill it up and then we just take it away and they pay for the, for the um, dump fee. But currently we fill the trailer and then we take a ride to the dump. They know they weigh us, um, you know, before we go in and, and dump it. And then when we come back out, uh, they weigh again. And then the difference is what we pay the, uh, the rate for. So that's currently how we do it. And, and it's working really well. We'll probably get another trailer and some dumpsters next year, but, but, uh, right now it's just a truck and trailer. That's a way better way than what we do here. You said way a lot just now. That is a way better way than we do it. here. I just it's, said it it's twice. a way better way. To weigh things. To weigh. I didn't say weigh. Oh, okay. Just 
Yeah. I didn't do I didn't use the <laughs> W E I G H. Not that tired. <laughs> How do we do things here? Dag Nabbit Kevin. Dang Dang Tabbit. Dang Tabbit. How do they how do they do it around here? They just weigh you on the way in. Uh, and you're paying for the whole thing? Yep. They like your truck and everything? They weigh the well, usually they just weigh the trailer. Okay. I mean, I mean I guess if you're if you're hauling in a truck, they'd weigh the truck. But I've only yeah, I've I've always had a flatbed trailer mm-hmm. when I've gone to the dump site and they just weigh the they just weigh you on the way in and then you pay if it's like it's usually like a flat fee cuz it's a, I think it's the way they do it here. It's like over a certain amount you pay this, under a certain amount you pay this. Interesting. It's well, at least that's up here in Montgomery County. I don't you know, I don't know how it is all across the United States, but or or in Canada. It makes complete sense to me that they would weigh you going in and then weigh you coming out. Well, yeah. That does make sense. I I think that's a fair way to weigh things. <laughs> Kevin, you're you're going way overboard. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I so, love it. But yeah, I mean it that, and that that comes into our pricing like if we have not not to steal your little moment of humor here. Um, but uh but that comes into our pricing because if we have uh, you know, a, a trailer full of shingles that costs us a lot more or a trailer. We had a trailer full of railroad ties and that cost an arm and a leg. We definitely did not make money on that job, but we learned, <laughs> you know, we got to quote higher for those or put mm-hmm. in some sort of, okay, we're going to give you the bill after the dump yeah. and then you're going to pay that plus our labor. Those things are way heavier than they look. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I can't. I'm, do- I'm doing it the whole show. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I just can't right now. <laughs> you can't weigh me down with your scornful looks. <laughs> oh, wow. This is, uh, <laughs> this is going way down fast. Okay. Um, so I think that, uh, the thing, the thing that I'm interested in then is how do you bid out these jobs? I mean, you're, you're, you're getting someone who calls, you know, Joe messy person, is calling you and needing to clean his junk out of his house or wherever. How do you determine how long it's going to take? Like, I mean, you've obviously been doing the job, but I mean, uh, we're so we're targeting homeowners right now, right? So as they're listening to this, they're going, look, I need some junk removal. How much is this going to cost? And obviously they need to get someone out there to estimate that. How do you go about estimating that? Yeah, so it, we've got, uh, it depends on the job, obviously. Like typically, um, we, we get our lead one of two ways. It comes in off the website as a, as a quote request, um, and we have the ability to attach pictures there, which I'll, I'll get to in a second, or it comes in as a call, right? So either way, we're probably going to call them back if it came in as a quote, or we chat with them on the phone, get them to send us some pictures uh, over email or Facebook or text. Um, but because we've done, you know, so many jobs at this point, I think we're, we're averaging like 100 I think we, we just tabulated. It's like 150 or 200 jobs that we've done since May. Okay. Um, and so we, we, you know, we've gotten to learn, okay, this is, this is what this job is going to take. So we factor in, you know, dump rates, how far it is away, you know, how far we have to travel our labor rates. Cause we, you know, um, we'll have one or two people that come out with, you know, with the truck depending on the job. Um, and then, you know, how long is this all going to take? What's the what's the you know opportunity cost of, of going in here and spending six hours on this job as opposed to one hour you know doing a quick pickup? So there's a lot of things that factor into it, but you know the distance we have to travel, how long it's going to take, how heavy things are going to be for the dump feed, those are the main things that we look at, you know, and how much space it's going to take in our trailer, et cetera. 
Yeah. I mean, how often do you get to a place and they're like, oh, yeah, I have this whole other room over here that I need to get taken care of as well. Does that happen? That happens more times than you would think. I bet Someone's like, you know, they have us out for a little job and then they're like, usually it happens between the initial quote and then we get out there and they're like, man, I was just, you know, getting this stuff ready and I realized I had all this other stuff. Can you take this and just throw it in? It's not that much more. Yeah. Um, so we tell people, you know, hey, if, if we're, we come out and there's a bunch more, the quote's going to change. So, so you know, be aware of that. Um, the other thing is, you know, we've quoted pictures at the beginning of piles of junk. And that is that is usually the hardest thing to, to quote is, you know, a pile of random junk that's in the grass. Um, you open it up and there's a bunch of shingles underneath or concrete or what have you. Um, so we typically have to go out in person on those and try and dig through a little bit. Um, but yeah, there have been times where people, you know, they want to throw a few things extra on the pile. Yeah, I I would imagine that happens pretty commonly because, I mean, I also think that a lot of times people don't realize how much junk they actually have, right? Like, I mean, Craig, you just got through, like, going through your your barn here. It was glorious. And, it's, and, and it, it looks a lot different. But, I mean, did you find yourself going, I just cleaned this out. There's more. Yeah. And more and more, you know? Yeah, my, my hate grew and grew. <laughs> it's, this is a, a Dr. Seuss book ready to, to be written, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> my hate grew and grew as I went through and through the junk. All I don't know. the way <laughs> to the dump. <laughs> yes. Guys, yes. we've got a bestseller right here. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on to something i don't know what <laughs> we're onto something but well, we we probably we probably need to, to 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 break and pay the bills here we do need to you do want, that you want to go yeah sure i'll go ahead well, i already kind of mentioned uh sustained growth solutions it is a uh, whole new way for business owners to figure out how to sustain their business and and grow because uh, i know there's a lot of people out there they want to grow their business but they're trying to figure out how where are they going to get their leads from and so um sustained growth kind of takes that all out of their hands and puts in a whole new lead system to generate leads uh, for your business and it's exclusive to you. So those leads come directly to you each and every month. And uh, so if you're interested as a business owner in getting quality, high quality, exclusive leads for your business, here's all you got to do. Send an email to info at sustainedgrowthsolutions.com You'll be hooked up with someone who can give you some more information. Uh, mention that you found uh, found them on the homeowner show, and that will be a great little plug for us. And uh, so, yeah, sustained growth solutions. Give them a chance. Also, this episode of the homeowner show is brought to you by Termasave. Termasave is the only residential home warranty system for and against termites. Termites are one of the most expensive bugs that you can have infest your home causing over two billion dollars worth of damage in the united states alone every year uh, it can be a very expensive problem to have and if you don't have it taken care of quickly it just gets worse one of the things homeowners continue to do is to avoid dealing with their termite problems because it's one of the most expensive treatments that you can have done for your home and with Termasave for only $35 a month, you can have your home protected. Just go to Termasave.com, fill out the form, and you are on your way to full home warranty protection against termites. 
Bada bing, bada boom. Done. Awesome. Lewis, man, what you mentioned those uh those uh, uh railroad ties. Uh, have you uh how how big of a stack of those things did you uh did you pick up? So Ryan was this was a solar dog that Ryan did. What do you mean? That's out about noon. I'm 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 sorry, I gotta interrupt. What do you mean a solar job? Solo. So so sometimes he heads out on the truck solo uh, as opposed to having a helper. Solo. Sorry. He's from the northeast, right? (laughs) (laughs) One of them is solar. Yeah, not solar as in like a sunshiny job. It's solo. Like a solo cup. It's like, were they installing solar panels on railroad ties? I feel like sunshiny job is part of the Dr. Seuss book we're gonna write. All right, continue, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, so he did. He did a solo job. Um, so he headed out, headed out about noon, and we're like, "All right, cool." Just headed out to do this this job. Um, you know, this helping this lady out get some railroad ties and some junk and whatnot out of her yard. Uh, there's some scrap there. He was excited about getting that. You know, because we'll we'll recycle scrap and get a little bit of money back for it. At uh, at around four o'clock in the afternoon, notice I said he went out at noon. Yeah, uh, around four o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, "How's things going?" He's like, man, I underbid this job. This is oh. brutal. Oh. <laughs> he ended up hauling out 8,000 pounds of oh railroad ties by oh himself. Wow. That's insane. Wow. It filled, it, it almost overfilled the trailer. Uh, and he, and so he lifted them all in. Like some of them he had to chop up. But I think he got out of there around 8 in the in the evening, uh, got his workout in for the week. <laughs> and and we basically had to go back to, to the client and say, hey, this is, way more than we thought we're hiding here in the in the grass uh you know we're gonna have to get you to foot some of the bill you know we way underbid this so um that was a fun learning experience that was that was in our first couple months of of running the business so it, it kind of changed how we bid bid the jobs you know and, and we learned from it and and pivoted but yeah <laughs> that was a that was a good fun fun job for sure i, I gotta tell you there's there's i've never heard like a, a good railroad tie story that ended well for the person who got involved. Well, I'll say this. So there's a reason that Craig asked you this question, Lewis. And and I, I want to hear it. Yeah, there's a reason. I will tell you, they they burn a long <laughs> time. A long time. And, and Ke- Kevin was involved in the in I, the <laughs> I was. It was it was a long night and I think um, it was a year ago yesterday. It actually. was a year ago yesterday and there's a reason we know that, but it doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, it, um, we needed more drinks. <laughs> it took a long, we, we left it. It was still going. Yeah. You, I, I think, I think you, you had the smart move by hauling them off. We had, I don't know how many of them there were, Kev. I don't, I, well, there weren't just railroad ties. There were, there were there like, were there were telephone things. poles as well. Yes. Right. Like, right. There, there was a lot less telephone poles than there were railroad ties. No, there were, I, I don't know. I bet there were. There had to have been at least 20 of them. I was going to say 20, 25 at least. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we lit it on fire and <laughs> I don't, I don't think I left the fire until like three or four in the morning that, yeah. that day. Couldn't. I mean, we started like around four, five in the afternoon. Yeah. It was, it was one of those deals where it's like, and it smoldered for like two or three days after. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to say it's probably still burning a little bit now. <laughs> it, I mean, it it may be. I know that um, it was one of those deals where Craig was like, "Hey, I've got the water hose over here," and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, <laughs> do you have your phone on you, <laughs> and is it charged where it can call nine one one? That's what I want to know uh, because it was a big fire. 
It was a big fire. Yeah. It was a hot fire. It we were really hot. We, fire. we had to sit a ways away from that fire. Yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah, basically you, burning pure oil at that point. It's like a candle wick. It is. I mean, forever. it's really what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what they season those things with, but creosote. Okay. Whatever, whatever he just said. Um, they're, they're soaked a long time. <laughs> creosote is, everyone believes it to be like this magical thing that keeps bugs from eating wood. Mm. It's not true. What does it do? Does like, it keep, does it, it encourage it, it, it? it? No, it, um, it, it sustains the life of the wood is what it, what it does really, really well. Okay. Um, but everyone thinks that it's, it's a chemical, mm-hmm. right? And so like, but it's supposed, everyone thinks that creosote keeps termites from eating wood. I, I can't tell you the number of time I've seen hollowed out railroad ties. What? So here's a question. Uh, we're way off topic, so might as well go down this for a moment. W- what do termites not eat that's wood related? Nothing. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so they're if it's wood, they're going to eat it, right? Yeah. Well, and, and it's not just wood. It's any cell uh, cellulose. Okay. That's why they'll eat cardboard, paper, books. So do they? Do they enjoy attics? Then I mean, just eating up. Do they ever just eat up attic insulation? Uh, you know, I've never seen them do that. I mean, I've seen them eat like the paper side of insulation, but okay. never like because most insulation is not well. Most of it's fiberglass, but they do have cellulose that's blown in, so yeah, it's an option. Uh, that's a different kind of termite, so that'd be kind of weird. Okay. But that's that's a different that's a different show. Yeah. So, yeah. Lewis, have you ever <laughs> carried off termite infested things in the past? We haven't. So termites aren't uh, they. I was gonna say they're I'm probably not, not as common they, where he's where he's at. Ah. Now we know. No, they're really not. the The beautiful thing about Canada is that we have winter, so it freezes all those sorts of things, and they die. And then spring comes, and we can enjoy summer without without termites. Mm. What What do they call that when uh, the it's it's like so many inches of the topsoil freezes? You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Like permafrost. Yeah, is that what that is? I think so. Yeah, and it stays frozen year round, kind of thing. Okay. Wow. Man, we don't have that here, but yeah, when you get it up up way north, yeah. I mean, you're you're. I mean, how far are you from the United States border? So I'm right on the Maine border. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm like an hour from Maine. Okay. So we're we're practically you know no different than Maine. Practically no different. So you eat a lot of lobster. Is that the the Zeb White here? There's a lot of lobster. Yeah, a lot of lobster, a lot of uh, a lot of sea seafood, all that good stuff. Mm, man. It sounds glorious, <laughs> absolutely glorious, except for all the junk. That's not glorious. Obviously, Canada has yeah, a Canada's lot of junk. Yeah, Canada's the only place with junk, which is why we decided to set up here. <laughs> uh, you've not been to Texas. <laughs> there's there's a lot of really, really, really old places here in Texas. Well, and I, my follow up question to that for for Lewis is like one of the the ways that you see it dealt with here in Texas is like every mile and a half, there's a storage facility. Oh yeah. And they're all climate controlled or, you know, boat storage, Mm -hmm. junk storage, wine storage. I mean, there's just everywhere, a a plethora of storage facilities everywhere. Yeah. Do Do you guys not have that or is, is it just like a different, we we definitely do have that. Um, We actually have done a few storage facility cleanups. So either someone's just, you know, stopped paying um, and it doesn't go to auction or something um, or they're just moving and they need, we did one moving job for, for someone where it was basically just move it to this other storage facility. 
Um, but yeah, storage facility cleanouts, we definitely have them. They're not as common, I, I would say, you know, in probably more population dense areas. Mm-hmm. Um, up here, you know, there's enough land where, I mean, there's land in Texas too, but um, there's enough land where it just accumulates on their yards and they don't care enough to call us. Those will probably never be our clients. Their storage facility is just strewn across their yard. Hmm. That's so true. I, I mean, so there there's a lot of places in Texas. I'm thinking of one place in particular on, on the way to where we go for Thanksgiving every, every year, which is uh, Caddo Lake, um, where you, you drive by this place. And so you, we've all seen hoarder homes, right? Like inside a hoarder home. We, in fact, we actually yeah. had a really cool episode on, on hoarders yeah. uh, way, way back. That was like episode was like, like two years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Anyway, really cool episode if you're wanting an episode on hoarding. Um, but this this it's it's a piece of land. I don't know I don't know how many acres it is, but there's multiple acres. And imagine the inside of a hoarder's house. Only it is the entire acreage. Gross. I mean, I mean That's there's wild. there's cars, there's appliances, there's wood, there's bicycles, there's I mean. You name it, and there's junk <laughs> all over this place. Like, I don't know. It would take you. It, it would, especially with one trailer, Lewis. I, you could probably spend a month there. No, not even kidding. And so there's definitely places like that that just, they don't even know what they have. It's just junk everywhere. It's insane. insane. Lewis, do, do you guys do car removals and, and things like that? We have. I believe we've gotten uh, one or two. Um, there's a lot of scrappers around, so so you know they they're just gonna haul it off. We do advertise for you know if if someone has a car that needs to be hauled to you know one of the areas that scraps it, we will do that. We can fit them in our trailer, so okay. it, it, it's something we certainly can do. Interesting. And and do you guys? I mean, I I think you alluded to this earlier. Do you guys sort of separate the materials? I mean, like we like we gutted a cabin not too long ago, and like we pulled all the copper out of the walls because mm. because we knew the whole house needed to be rewired. Mm-hmm. So we just kept all the copper so we could sell the copper. Sure. Do you guys do stuff like that as well? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's times like typically, you know, if there's some metal, we'll sort it toward the back of the trailer, and then we'll take that back to the shop. Uh, and then when we get enough, we'll just take a whole load in and and uh, you know, recycle it and get paid for that scrap, you know, whatever, whether it's aluminum or steel or copper. Um, yeah, we definitely, I mean, it offsets some of our costs and, and comes in and just makes the job that, that much more um, profitable. Mm. So what, what is your, I guess, I guess what is like your, your favorite call to get then? I mean, like, you know, like this is, you know, you, you know, you've obviously built uh, a lead generation site and you, you found a niche market and, and so like, what, what's your favorite call to kind of have come in and like, yeah, that's exactly what we were looking for. I think, uh, I mean, the, the favorite ones are someone says, Hey, I've just got this pile of stuff. It's out on the street. We can just pop in, um, and, and take it off. Um, the deck and shed demos, they're a lot of fun. You know, mm. everyone likes to, to wield the chainsaw or the sawzall or what have <laughs> you. Um, they're a lot of fun. They're quick and, and they're, you know, we, we charge for them, right? There it's, it's, there's risk involved. You know, you never quite know how the job will turn out. So not everyone is as, as profitable. Um, but, but those are fun. Those are, those are fun jobs. And then the appliance removals, furniture removals, um, they're all fairly straightforward. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess one of my questions is like when, when you're doing, when you're doing your junk removals, um, how how often are you are you kind of going 
okay, this is going to this is going to change how we do this in the future. Like as you're as you're learning this, um, do you feel like you've kind of come across most things at this point, or do you feel like there's still stuff you have to figure out? I think the biggest thing for us is as we move into bigger demolition jobs. Um, you know, we rent equipment currently for for the ones that you know that, that just are outside of the realm of, of taking down with a chainsaw and a sawzall. Um, and then you know, next year we're looking at hey, do we buy a digger? Do we form a partnership with someone who can come in and sub with us? Um, those are kind of the ones that it's like, okay, how do we quote this? Do we have the bandwidth to do this? Do we just, you know, put a little bit more on top of the price so that if we get it, you know, we can sub it out. Um, those are, that's probably the learning curve now, the the standard run of the mill, you know, an appliance that's, that needs to be removed or a piano or whatnot. We feel like we've covered most of that and have a pretty good sense of, okay, this is how much this is going to fit in the trailer. This is how many loads it's going to be. This is how much, um, you know, manpower is going to be needed, et cetera. So it's, it's as we stretch into kind of the unknown territory as we grow and, and get the word out there. Sure. Yeah, it definitely seems like the kind of business that you want to grow to where eventually, you know, you, you have to justify that skid steer. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because you never know when you might need a skid steer. Every Tuesday. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, the ultimate ghost whenever you do need it every Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Have you have you guys had to use something like that? We've used a mini excavator on a fair number of jobs. Okay. Um, you know, whether it be be a demolition thing, um, we did some rock removals for for a, someone a realtor actually who just needed some rocks removed from their lake property. Um, so we used that. Um, we're looking at it for a couple of jobs here, but having something on hand, a skid steer would be great, like a grapple hook, um, you know, something like that. That's going to be in the future for sure. Yeah, like one, like they're so useful too. They're just so fun. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, next they, question. They are a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, so as as a junk removal owner, what do you wish that the person that called you understood that they don't know? I think that's a great question. Hmm. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. This, this is the money question. I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, we can't, we can't remove it for $25. Mm, you know, yeah. some of, some of the jobs may make the most sense for you to take to the dump for a bigger job. You know, that's where we come in. Um, our minimum rate of, of removal is uh, $80. So we won't, we won't even engage um, with, with someone, you know, if, if it's less than that, it's just not worth our time. It's not worth the fuel uh, to, to go out there, you know, we've got insurance, we've got, um, you know, people to pay, et cetera, Ins- you know, all, all of that. Right. So I, I think there's, there's the minimum charge. And then the fact that, you know, if you're two hours away, we probably can't help you as much as, you know, your neighbor has referred to us or your friend has referred us over, you know, it's going to charge it. it we're going to charge for the fact that it costs us. We've, it, you know, if we, you want us around here in, in five years, we have to be a business that sustains itself. Yeah, I, I think everybody is naturally geared toward how can I get this done the absolute cheapest way I can get it done. And unfortunately, I, I think for, for most people, I mean, you def, I, you get what you pay for. And we've talked about that over and over and over on this show. Whenever we talk to some contractors and they say, look, I, I'm probably going to be more expensive than the than the next guy. Um and there's a, there's a reason for that. Um, I've, I've got a certain standard that I hold myself to. And, uh, 
But so, yeah, it's just not going to be the cheapest day of your life. Sorry, you got a lot of junk. You got to get it taken away. And um, you can do it yourself or we can come out and it's going to cost you some money, right? Do you think, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you think that there's going to come a point whenever you do have those dumpsters where it's going to wind up making some things more affordable for some people or those? I have no idea how much dumpsters cost to, to have them. And Craig, I know y'all just recently had one. But, I mean, do you think that's going to change some things? I think it appeals to the DIY crowd more, for sure. You know, they, they don't necessarily want it, us to swoop in and save the day. Um, they may be doing a little bit of a longer project. So it, it definitely, it's definitely going to open up options for us. It's going to open up probably some more stubbing for different contractors because mm-hmm. they're always needing it for shingles or for different um, debris needs. We can just leave it there. We can build up those those referrals. They can refer us to clients. It just opens up a whole new avenue, a, a new type of job for us, for sure. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Craig, got more questions? No, but I do. I, I do have a uh, a business idea for you Uh-oh. that I, I think could potentially make a lot of money and make make all of our families happy. Okay. So, Let's hear it because we, we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to team up on this one. Okay, so uh, Lewis, have you have you ever been uh, to the Caribbean? I have. Yeah, we we uh, honeymooned in Saint Lucia. Saint oh, Lucia. Nice. Have you ever been like uh, Saint John? I haven't. No, you haven't. Okay, so Saint John is the only uh, national forest in the Caribbean, the oh. U- United States National Forest. Okay, it's a na- well, okay. national park. Sorry, national park. Okay. Um, and it is covered in junk, hmm. absolutely covered in junk, junk everywhere. Is that just because there's nowhere else to dispose of things? There's, on no, the there's nowhere to go. Okay. And, and so like the person that could figure out and, and like, here's the thing. I think, I think it could actually be like a government contract Okay. because it is a national park and they sure. want to keep those things clean. But like people, like their cars break down and they just leave them on the side of the road. Interesting. And abandon them. And, and like, and not only that, they have, you know, because they have a lot of hurricanes and stuff like that, when like they tear down buildings, they don't have anywhere to take the trash. Mm -hmm. So they just put it in the lot next to them. (laughs) (laughs) And and so like over the years, I mean, like you, you will literally see the jungle, like absorbing cars and, and and different things like that. Sure. And because the only way to get to the island is by boat. Right. Um, and, And so really you just need like enough government money to invest in a barge and some guys and some crews to get the, you know. Okay, so what's the, what's the, it, that's the business strategy yeah, is for us to go remove the junk in St. Lucia yeah. and in the afternoons we go find the little pool bar. Is it, that the way that works? That's absolutely the way. It, it, it pays for all of our rum. <laughs> and and, I, and that whatever. Sounds, sounds like a money idea. I, it, it does. Just, yeah. Yo, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> yo ho ho <laughs> yo ho ho <laughs> oh man see that, there it is we yeah, just needed the, the name yep I, <laughs> we, we've, now that we've figured out a name it's just a matter of Lewis you've got the expertise um, Craig and I have I don't have anything Craig has the idea I got nothing I got just, nothing I, I don't think Ryan will be too upset about headed to the Caribbean either there you go <laughs> there you go I mean at that point we would be national heroes absolutely yes yeah and and that's what that's what all canadians want is and to that's make ju- that's just to be a u.s park. national hero <laughs> you know you start you start <laughs> there because right. it's right. a smaller park oh, okay and then you get the contract for all the rest of the parks oh, okay so 
Yeah. Any any all junk removal from national parks. Mm. Wow. It'd, be, it'd be a nice contract. It would be. It would be. Sounds good. Let's draw it up off air after. I'm right. I'm I'm down to make it happen. All right. <laughs> Lewis is with me. Yeah. I, hey, I I know Lewis. He's up for a good idea. He's up for a good <laughs> I idea. <am. laughs> I am. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the next money question before we get to uh, the the thing that everybody waits for, um, and, and that is, what have we not talked about in regards to junk removal that you think a homeowner ought to know? I think you should just save all your junk for us mm. and, and not ever get rid of it so that okay. we can just keep uh, keep feeding our families and, and making the community better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. Let, let you figure out a way for me to stay sustainable. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not, there's no, it, it's, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward business. There's, there's not a, it, there's not a ton of levels of, of complication. You know, I listened to a few shows that you guys have done and there's always, you know, some, some hidden thing. The, the, the work that we do, it's, it's fairly straightforward. It solves a problem mm. um, for a lot of people. They don't have the time, the money, the re well, they have the money because they're calling us in the, the time resources or the manpower to make it happen. Um, and a lot of people surprisingly don't know that companies like ours exist. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of let it sit. Um, when we, when we ran some Facebook ads as we were getting the brand out there, um, you know, we'd have people reaching out saying, man, I, I've been waiting for this forever or connecting with realtors. And they're saying, you know, I had clients that could have used you and they hauled it all away themselves kind of thing. So I think, I think the biggest thing is, is maybe some education, certainly in our area around the fact that, Hey, you can get someone in to remove your deck. You can get someone in to, you know, clear out that commercial area that that you need. Um, we we did like a dentist basement, a dentist office basement clear out. Um, you know, different stuff like that that people just don't know that they can call someone. They don't really. It doesn't really fit a moving company. It doesn't really fit. Um, you know, just calling your friends over for a pizza party. But mm -hmm. hey, you know, we're here. We exist. We can help you solve the problem. I mean, it's it's a in my mind, it's a mental health service because I. I know that so many people deal with junk at a level where it creates anxiety and overwhelming feelings Yeah, that, because they don't know where to start. They don't know how to get going. They don't feel like they have the energy to complete the project or even you know, like once they get started, how they're going to finish it. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what it, that's what it, like. And I think a lot of service businesses are like that where you know, you're providing something where the, the homeowner is just in over their head. And they and they don't they don't they just don't know what to do mm -hmm. or, or even how to start and so I, you know, like that you know yeah well and I think that uh, exactly to your point especially whenever it comes to like you know estates that that you know a loved one has died or something and you've got to figure out what to do with the stuff and I can imagine this being one of those one of those services where it's like look I I can't I can't handle this there's nothing that I really need. I've gone through, I've, I've picked up the valuable things that are valuable to me, at least. I, I just need someone else to take care of it. So I can, I can see that being a huge, a huge thing for sure. Um, it's emotionally and physically exhausting, right? I mean, we've yeah. got stuff that we've, we've been cleaning up from, uh, from Alyssa's mom. You know, she, she passed away a few years ago and we have a lot of stuff. We've been recently, you know, clearing out some rooms here and we're taking multiple trips to the you know, to the consignment stores just to drop it off. And it takes energy. It takes time to set aside 
you know, sometimes you just got to have someone to come in and, and, you know, swoop in and take it, you know, as long as you know, there's nothing valuable in there. Yeah. Mm. You know, cutting ties with that emotionally can be the biggest relief for a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I do want to circle back really quick. You said you were cleaning out a dentist basement. That's when you know your teeth are really bad. <laughs> when you, it's like, look, uh, you got to go to the basement for this procedure. <laughs> it's like this downstairs <laughs> is your, this is the place where you're going to get fixed. Is that like juvenile detention dentistry? Is it's, that it? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's yeah. This is this is like, like prison dentistry right here, right? No novocaine. We actually, we actually the have drills to sign a are dull. On this one, so I can't, I can't disclose all the details, but you're close. Yeah, I'm close. <laughs> no, no, it, it was, it was, it was a storage area, and they just had a bunch of random stuff stored in there, and they were like, "Help us." We oh, that's help. funny. Well, Craig, hey, you yeah. remember that reminds me? Do, didn't we put up a um. Uh, it was it was a listing uh-huh. for a home that had a jail in it. Do you remember this? I got I got to go back and find it because there's a, there's a listing of a home. I think I remember what you're talking about. The, like it, it was a it was a basement, but this home was uh, it was for sale. But it was the um, like like the county. It was the old like city prison yes, or the city yeah, city jail. It, it was a city jail, That's and and, and whoever the the sheriff was at the time or whoever, um, like that's where. They, it was in his house. Yeah. The jail was in his house, and he was there all the time. Is you know, anyway. It's kind of that's that's what I have in my mind whenever you talk about the basement of the dentist. <laughs> that's crazy. wild. There's so many ways that story could go with the jail and the house, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it uh, on track here. Yeah, this is this is not part of the Dr. Seuss bus book. I'll tell you that the Dr. Seuss book is not going to the dentist basement. Dark turn. Yeah, it took a dark turn for sure. All right, well, we're going to move on to the part of the show, Lewis. Everybody is looking forward to. I don't know if because if they haven't heard it in a while before. for one. They hadn't heard it in a while. Um, but I I don't know if I prepared you for this or not. But if I didn't, well, here we go because we're about to hit the final four. The final four. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The final four questions we ask each and every one of our guests. So, Lewis, did you know about this? I truthfully didn't. Okay. I, I w- went through those episodes and I've been following you guys and I guess I've never made it to the final four. So okay. Well, me, here, here's <laughs> what happens. We, we, we ask all of our first time guests these same four questions. So it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Here we go. It's, they're tough. You gotta, you gotta win this in order to actually get this episode published. So here we go. All right. First question is what is the must have tool that you won't leave your house without? Uh, and this is in reference to the business, correct? Yeah, well, this is in reference to anything. It could be as simple as like, you know, Craig calls you one day and is like, hey, come over to my house. And you're like, what for? He's like, I got a ton of stuff to do. And you just got to grab one tool. You're running out of your house. It doesn't have to be that. It could be a tool for your business. It could be anything. What's a must-have tool that you personally can't live without? I cannot live without a watch. I, I have to have a watch with me everywhere. I feel... I feel naked for one, and I'd have no context as to where my life is going and what what's happening if I ha- if I don't have a handle on the time. Okay. Oh, a handle on the time that is poetic right there. We talking pocket? That is. Wrist? I didn't even know that. <laughs> Digit digital wind up. What are we talking? Uh, I I have a G Shock, so it's got digital and analog. I don't know if you can see it here for all yeah. the viewers at home there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a G Shock watch, and it, it keeps me on track. Nice. Cool. I, I just, 
sport the iWatch. I love it. It's not an iWatch I love sport. It. Yeah, I've had conversations with people. I am I am extremely rough on watches, so mm. this is the only one that's that's maintained itself. I haven't tried a smartwatch in their defense. Um, I don't know if I will because I like the look of this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a watch is, is an important accessory for me. Interesting. There we go. Now I'm back on. Yeah. I, I didn't take the the plunge with the uh, mm. the iWatch until I could found out I could go underwater with it. Oh yeah. When they came out with that one. Once they yeah. had that, I was I was sold. Yeah, I actually dropped mine in the bottom of the blue hole in New Mexico, mm. which um, I think it's like a, I don't remember exactly. I think it's uh, 80 feet deep. Okay. I believe it's either 60 or 80 feet deep. Um, it's a constant 61 degrees in this um, this little place. And it came off. I dove in and it, and it came off. A diver had to go down and get it. And it came back up and it was still working. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, I was pretty cool. pretty pumped about that. So. Yeah. All right. Question number two. What is a job you've walked away from? So um, we, we actually wrote this question poorly. We, we wanted to ask the question, what's a project at your house that you've walked away from? You had to call in a contractor. You started it. And then you were like, look, I can't finish this. I, this is too much for me. Um, but we didn't. We quickly wrote What's a job, job you walked away from, right? And so some people take this as a career you walked away from. Some people take it as like a job that you were working on that you walked away from. But I'll let you take it wherever you want to. Lewis, what's a job you walked away from? Oh, there's so many ways to take that now that you opened it up like that. Um, I would say, I mean, there's 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 many. Saying no is a skill that I'm working to perfect. Um, hmm. I, I walked away from an engineering career, actually. Uh, okay. That's, that's probably the most... Um, blatant one that, that steps out. Um, I, I went to school, you know, have a degree in engineering um, and and quickly realized, you know, I liked interacting with people more and I just had this desire to, to do more and kind of be more in control of the ship. Notice I didn't say have more more time freedom because starting a business is, is uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, pretty in depth, but um, I kind of got told no at a job. I, I asked for a raise at a job and got let go two days later. Um, so that was kind of that was kind of the first thing I ended up, you know, getting another job at an engineering uh, firm, uh, but that, you know, catapulted me into the business world. So, so walking away from that, you know, much to the, um, you know, disconcertment of my parents, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, what are you doing? You just got this degree and, and all of that. So, so that was, that was a big, a big pivot for sure. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I would say it's worked out well for you. Um, but I, I, I could very, very pleased with it. Yeah, 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 and, and and because I I think it's one of those deals where you 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 took that problem and are like I'm never gonna put myself in a position where someone else is controlling that in my life again, and uh, you took control of that. It changed yourself. the perspective, you know, from oh you you have a career that's that's great and you know consistent stream of income for the family to now it was a much easier sell for my wife to take a little bit more of a risk with with the income stream, you know, having seen that it could just go poof in in two days time. Nice. Mm. Yeah. No, that makes makes a lot of sense. So that I think that's the perfect answer for you <laughs> from what I can tell. That's good, good, good. All right. Next question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? I don't do a whole lot of winding down, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, I'll go I go in sprints. So I, I do like at the end of my workday, one of the things I've been working on is, is separating from, you know, business life because it's just go, 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 go from the minute I step in the office to, to when I step out and my brain will just keep going. Um, 
you know, as I, as I, you know, blend back into dad life and, and whatnot. So I try and take 15 minutes and just empty my brain onto my, onto my, you know, to-do list. Um, but winding down, you know, it'll be about, you know, once, once a week is pretty much the rhythm that I, that I am in, you know, I'll, I'll reading is, is probably my favorite wind down, you know, I'll read for a couple hours, um, maybe get a, a book or two done. Um, but reading consistently, um, going for a walk, those are, those are probably two of the biggest ones to just, you know, kind of reset and reframe and, and get some perspective back. Cool. What, what, what are you reading right now? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I have a lot of unfinished books. I'm reading, um, I just started the A Man's Search for Meeting by Viktor Frankl. Oh, okay. Is that, yeah. did you, uh, was that referred to you by uh, Mr. Peterson? It, I mean, it may have been down the line. I didn't get it directly from him, um, but I've seen it kicking around in a few of my circles. And okay. I was like, okay, it's time to start reading. I, I started it last night and got like halfway through the book. It's pretty, wow. pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a good one. Uh, I know I know Jordan Peterson talks about that one a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I, so do you do you tend to do more psychology or is, are you just kind of all over the map? I am more in the vein of um, you know psychology, sales, a lot of business and and development books, mm-hmm. um, and then autobiographies. I I haven't picked up a fiction book for a long time. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're on a trajectory right now in your life where knowing all of those things is is helping you. And the fiction just, I mean, you you just said you don't wind down, so you know that that's what fiction really is. It's a wind down, right? It's, it's something that really kind of takes you to another place. It transports you into another realm. And uh, I mean, if you're not the kind of guy that does like to wind down very much, then that makes a lot of sense to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. A wind down for me, like I said, like a, it's, it's a clearing my head so that I can have more creative ideas and execute on them. Sure. I like it. All right. Last question. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? There's a, there's a lot of nuggets. I think the one I always go, go back to is imperfect action beats perfect inaction. I know Kevin, you've heard me say that many times before, Yep. Um, but a lot of the times we just stand in our own way. Um, now, now that I'm really have that entrenched, it's probably, you know, working to systematize it so that after I start, you know, I carry through and finish it. Um, but yeah, just getting started is, is a a huge thing that's helped me take some risks and and do some things that I definitely wouldn't, would not have done otherwise. Yeah, I, I've, you're right. I've heard you say that on multiple occasions and, and I've seen that in my own life. I mean, sometimes you got to fail in order to succeed. And if you're going to succeed in that moment, then you have to try, right? And so you're right. I think paralyzation I someone, is easy. I heard someone frame it up uh, the other day, Kevin, and, and he says in his business, they don't talk about, you know, trying things or, you know, failing, failing to learn. They talk about, they just experiment. Mm-hmm. So they just, they're like, all right, let's do this experiment. Let's see. <laughs> and so they just start a bunch of experiments and it's no longer... Oh, that failed or that, that effort failed, or, you know, I failed in this. It's just like, Oh, that experiment came back from the lab and we've got to tweak it. So that, that's been a cool reframe to say, okay, I'm going to start it and we'll just see where it goes. I, I actually love that. I, I had a, uh, a, in my, my career at one point, I, I had a, a, something that I proposed and, um, the answer that I got was, yeah, why don't you just kind of do that covertly? And I was like, why, why would I do it? covertly like 
shouldn't we tell people that we're doing this? There's no reason to do it covertly. And they're like, well, yeah, but then if it then if it fails and we don't have to walk it back. And I, and I actually said, well, what if we just framed it as an experiment? Because people fail at experiments all the time. And then you can just change something, change the variable a little bit and keep the constant and try again. And if it fails you, it's just an experiment. So, you know, it, it, and it goes into another another thing that I really love Um I, I love to dog on people about, and that is just analysis paralysis is getting out of analysis paralysis um, and taking some action is huge, really, really huge. So, all right. Um, well, we, we actually um, weren't completely truthful with you. There's not just four questions. There's a secret fifth question. And uh, Craig gets to ask this question every time because he can't remember the other ones. I don't so. have the cheat sheet. Well, it's okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What's the fifth question? Lewis, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they find you? I am all over the internet. No, there's a, there's a few avenues. <laughs> um, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook is the most commonly uh, commonly used one. Um, you can use Lewis at IntegrityJunk.ca or Lewis at BlueCrocus.ca. That's the name of our agency. So connect with me on Facebook or by email. Excited to excited to hear from you. And and guys, this is this has been a fun show. The way you guys put it together. I liked the question. I actually liked that I didn't know the questions because I like you know, having kind of go with my go with my gut and the first thing that comes to mind. It, it's it that was good. I appreciated that. Good. Awesome. Good. 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 We'll keep that in mind for future guests. Yeah. Surprise all of them. Yeah, it's not a bad thing for sure. Well, dude, it has been it has been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for taking the time uh, to to sit with us and just kind of explore junk removal. Uh, I, I think it's one of those those things that. It gets overlooked a lot of times, and uh, I mean, goodness, here we are, 165 episodes in, and we've not done one on junk removal, no, so no. it's it's really, really good. So um, all of you out there who are listening, uh, we appreciate you very, very much. Thank you for downloading today's episode. We're here each and every Tuesday. If you have not already, click that button, hit the bell, subscribe to the places, eat the food that we give you. Be excellent. Do all the things. We don't care about everybody wants. Everyone. Just us. Just us. Yes. Do it now. And until next time, we'll see you later. See you.